Credit card debt can be a never-ending game where balances move from card to card while you chase teaser intro rates only to pay balance transfer fees. Put an end to the games. Whitefish Credit Union's credit card has no balance transfer fees and we offer a fixed interest rate starting at just 7.9% annual percentage rate. Even if you have less than perfect credit, Whitefish Credit Union may be able to help. Visit whitefishcu.com or call us at 862-3525 to apply. Whitefish Credit Union, we belong to you. Some restrictions apply. Time to get ready for week number 11 of the NFL. We start with Thursday Night Football as the Seahawks take on the Arizona Cardinals. And just like he does every Thursday, he joins us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers in Field Goals podcast joins us to break it down. Brandon, how you doing today, bud? Anthony, I am well. I am glad that it's a short week. We got Thursday night football. I can just get the Rams game behind me and uh, because that was one of Russell Wilson's worst performances. And, and hopefully with the short week, he can get that out of his mind and uh, be focused here on the Cardinals. Yeah, I was about to say, Brandon, I know obviously we were, we're going to preview big time the Arizona Cardinals game because that's tonight here in just a few minutes for kickoff. But let's just start here. What did you take away from that Rams game? Um, how concerned? Because that's two in a row now. Yeah, I think that's it's a concern because the defense is the defense is still an issue for the Seahawks. But now we're seeing Russell Wilson kind of press a little bit too much, and it kind of started with the Cardinals game with with the opposing defense kind of you know, making the decision to send blitzers at Russell a lot more. And they're not doing the types of plays that usually get you out of those situations. They're not running the screens. They're not doing the quick passes. Russell's, Russell's holding on to the ball a little, little bit longer. And he's tending to make mistakes. And so it's they're going to have to figure that out now against the Cardinals because it, it's obviously this Cardinals defense that, that started doing that in the first place and giving a blueprint for other teams. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how we look at tonight because obviously not that long ago was this an overtime game in Arizona. Cardinals uh, get the win over the Seattle Seahawks. Look at the last three out of four. Not good for the Seahawks so far. So coming into tonight, Brandon, you talk about that defense. They're not going to get any help, which is unfortunate. Both corners uh, still out. Some guys still banged up here. Uh, so let's just start here. Do you feel like with seeing Kyler, Kyler Murray again, obviously I know they're coming off the heroics against the Buffalo Bills, uh, but do you feel like this defense is going to have to really blitz and attack and get after Kyler Murray or sit back just because you guys just don't have your starting corners right now? I think they're going to do a mix. I, you you mentioned the corners being out, but they do have some guys that will be on the field that weren't there last time. Their first-round pick, Jordan Brooks, he's going to be in the game. I think he can do a lot better job of spying Kyler Murray than Shaquem Griffin did when they were using him in that role last time. And they're going to have Jamal Adams on the field, which I think can also serve in that role and and blitz uh, Kyler Murray. So they, they may have a, a little bit more effective pass rush in this game. They got Carlos Dunlap in the trade. Benson Mayo is coming back. Uh, that's in... You know, he's healthy. So I, I think pass rush could be much better in this game than we saw against Arizona, where they got absolutely no pressure on Kyler Murray at all. Looking over to the offense here, we know what uh, this Arizona Cardinals offense has been able to do, and especially with DeAndre Hopkins here. Um, so let me get your thoughts with the Seahawks offense. Obviously, it sounds like they might be able to get Carlos Hyde back. Alex Collins did rush for a touchdown uh, last time here. Do you feel like the offense needs to try and figure out a way to keep Arizona off the field, whether that be through the run game or like you kind of talked about the screen game. Yeah, I think that this is probably just going to be a high scoring game regardless, because 
the Seahawks defense not being very good. I don't think the Cardinals defense is all that good. When they go up against top offenses, they're generally giving up 30 or more points. So I, I think we're just in for another one of those games where it's going to be trading scores back and forth and whoever has the ball late and the opportunity to score. We we saw both these teams with the ball late and opportunities to score, and it went into overtime. And, you know, Russell had multiple chances to, to try and win it, and they weren't able to get it done. So I, I do think that it's going to be a much similar game in, in that way. Brandon, looking at Russell Wilson spoke earlier this week, it pretty much sounded like he's just going to keep swinging here. Uh, what did you think about what he had to say in the middle of the week about some of the mistakes he's made these last few weeks? Well, I think I, I'm hoping that he is recognizing that maybe he's trying to press a little bit too much and making mistakes that he really shouldn't make because that interception that he threw to Will Disley in, in the in the end zone and you kind of heard him talk about it saying that he wished that he had that one back and and would have run it and taken what was in front of him rather than trying to, to squeeze it into a tight window. And so I think there is maybe some reflection on his part that he needs to take what's in front of him because I, I just think that he's trying to put too much of this on himself. Mm. And you hear Pete Carroll talking about how you know maybe they need to get back to a little more balance on offense, whether that means running the football more or maybe just taking some of those short passes and what's in front of them before going for these long throws down the field and trying to get big plays every single time. Do you feel like they can run the football, even though we, it doesn't sound like Chris Carson is going to be available? Uh, do you feel like they could run the football tonight against this Arizona defense, whether it be Alex Collins, Dallas, or if they're able to get uh, Carlos Hyde? Yeah, I do think they they can and that they will because there's a lot of these guys on the on the Cardinals defensive line that are going to be out in this game, and they generally I I don't think they're that good at uh, guarding against the run anyway, and you have these. <laughs> the way the offensive line is built for the Seahawks, they have these big mauling guards and you got Dwayne Brown and, and Brandon Chills a really athletic tackle. So I think this could be a good running football team. They just don't do it a lot this year. And, and so I think that could be, you know, with, if Pete Carroll's really dropping hints and, and not trying to fake everybody out, they, they could see uh, more Carlos Hyde and you know, just more running the football, whether it's DJ Dallas in, in this game against the Cardinals. Do you think they should run maybe some more jet sweeps here, get Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf involved in this run game as well? I They need to do something to get DK Metcalf involved because Patrick Peterson took him out of the game last time. And they the thing that I don't understand, Anthony, is when guys like Peterson or you know last week with Jalen Ramsey, when they start playing 10 yards off of DK Metcalf, why Russell Wilson doesn't throw those quick screens out to him because we've seen plays where Metcalf will just stiff arm guys, put them in the ground and then run right by him, you know, with the, the kind of speed and strength that he has. If they're not going to put a guy up on the line on him, just throw the ball out to him and see what he can do, because he's essentially what what we've seen from him on some plays is that he's kind of that Marshawn Lynch type guy to where he can provide some energy for the team in in a the kind of way that Marshawn Lynch used to do for the Seahawks. Right now we are with Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, I also got to ask you this. It's no longer CenturyLink Field. It's Lumen Field. I'm hoping I'm saying that correctly. What do you think about this name change that takes place tonight? 
Yeah, it's uh, I'm going to base how I feel on it, Anthony, as to whether the Seahawks win or lose. If the Seahawks lose after the name change, it's a terrible name. And I'll just say something different, I guess, for the stadium name. But if they win, then great name change. Now it is time to make our NFL picks as we do that with Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, obviously Thursday night football. We've been talking about this game. I feel like I know who you're going to pick, but Arizona at Seattle, who do you got? I am always picking the Seahawks. They could be a terrible team. I'll still be picking Seattle, Anthony. And yes, the the, the thing about this game, though, I really want to see the defense actually start to hit the other team. I We saw a little bit of it early on the season against the Falcons, and I feel like they've gone away from it. And maybe that's asking a lot on a short week with the Cardinals. But I mean, just the difference in watching the Seahawks defense versus the Cardinals defense just a few weeks ago in that in that overtime loss, the Cardinals, when when you have the ball, their defense punishes you. And I'm not seeing that from the Seahawks. I hope we see that from Thursday night. Fair enough. I'm going to take the Seahawks with you as well. I think they win at home. and I do think it will be a close game uh, again. But yeah, I'm going to take the Seahawks uh, to win here over the Arizona Cardinals. And when I look at this too, Brandon, the Seahawks, if, I don't want to say this is a must-win game, but this is a big game to win once in the division because you look at the next four games for Seattle, very winnable games. Could be 11-3 and three here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's important for the division, but it's also important just for the psyche of the team because the team's coming up. And unless you count the next Rams game as a team that is any kind of litmus test of where this team should be, and they they have that in the final two weeks of the season, a lot of these teams coming up are teams with losing records. And so you're running out of chances to show that you can beat good teams. And so that would go a long way getting the win on Thursday night. Looking at Sunday's afternoon games, uh, Cincinnati at the Washington football team. Who do you got? I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Uh, This is kind of a toss-up game for me, but since he has shown that they can play well in moments, and I just, uh, you know, away teams have been winning at a higher clip this year. I I think since he can, can win this game over Washington. Yeah, I was going to say, I I kind of agree because Washington, I've gone with them a couple of times. They haven't been able to get it done. And Cincinnati has been so close in so many games uh, to get the job done. So I'm going to go with you here, Brandon. I'm going to say Cincinnati grabs the win as well. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints and Jameis Winston leading the way. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about this game because I just I still can't bring myself to pick the Falcons, but I do like them in an upset with Jameis at QB, but I, I've got to go with the Saints here, Anthony. Jameis Winston, his last pass as a Buccaneer, he played the Atlanta Falcons, and it was a pick six. He's thrown a couple <laughs> pick sixes to the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to take Atlanta with the upset. They've been playing a little bit better recently. I'm going to take Atlanta over. I'm going to take Atlanta for the upset, but there's also a lot of spite in that pick, too. I can hear it in your voice. (laughs) Uh, Steelers at Jaguars. Do you think the Steelers continue to stay undefeated? I do. Jacksonville is not a good team this year, although they're giving some other teams a run for their money. And Pittsburgh, they they seem to be towing that line in every single one of these games where, you know, they're where they're going to take their first loss here ultimately. Right. And yeah, I but I, I like Pittsburgh against Jacksonville. 
I'm going to take the Steelers against the Jaguars as well. I was really kind of impressed. I thought that Green Bay would really kind of put it on Jacksonville, but they were able to stay in it. But yeah, I still think somehow, some way, Pittsburgh will find a way, even if this is a close game. Uh, looking at New England at the Houston Texans, the Patriots all of a sudden kind of resurging here in a big win over the Ravens last week. Yeah, I, I keep picking the Texans, expecting them to finally get another win, and I'm going to do it again here. They're 2-7. and seven. I think they're better than that 2-7 and seven record, and maybe it's part of it I, is I just don't want that high draft pick going to the Dolphins now that they're playing so well. And, uh, and so I'm going to take the Texans at home against the Patriots. I'm going to take the Patriots on the road here. I think the way they're playing, obviously big win coming off Sunday night football against the Ravens. I think they keep it going against the Texans. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Tell you this what. is a bad pick for me because I also know that the Texans are worst in the league in giving up rushing yards per game mm-hmm. and against a new England team that that's what they do. Well, it, it seems like a mistake, but I, I, this is, this is why it's an upset pick. I got to imagine here, Brandon Houston fans have to feel like they've, they've been dunked on twice last Sunday with Deandre Hopkins catching the hail Mary. And then at the same time, if Houston continues to be bad, they're not going to have that first pick. No. That's uh, that's going to be really unfortunate if they finish two and 14 and they don't even get the benefit of having that pick that they uh, work so hard to lose all these games for. Looking at our next game here, the Eagles at the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to take the Browns here. I don't trust any team in the NFC East uh, unless they're playing within their division. I like Cleveland to win. I like Cleveland to win as well. That, just how different these two divisions are with that AFC North so competitive and uh, I guess the NFC East is also competitive, but in a lot different way. The Detroit Lions at the Carolina Panthers. I don't know the status of Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think he's going to make it for this game. Uh, so I like Detroit to get the win over Carolina. Ooh, yeah, that uh, I, I, I wasn't even thinking about the, the potential quarterback issue here in this game. I, the, it felt like a coin flip game to me with a healthy Bridgewater. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to go Detroit as well. This is going this is going to be a fun game. Tennessee at the Baltimore Ravens, both teams 6 and 3. Uh, part of me wants to pick the Titans, and then there's another part of me that doesn't as well because we've seen them lose some questionable games this year and I just can't imagine that Baltimore's going to lose back-to-back games here. Um Brand, I I'm, I'm going to go for the upset. I'm going to take Tennessee over Baltimore. Yeah, I had Tennessee locked in too. This is one of those games where they where you're not quite sure if they're going to win. And so they end up winning and they'll probably win handily. And yeah, Baltimore seems to be struggling a little bit. I I do like the Tennessee defense enough to slow down Baltimore and, uh, and it's going to be a defensive matchup though. I think it, uh, this could be a a fun game to watch but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I like the upset. All right. Looking to the late games here. And I don't know why this game, well, I guess it's in LA. New York Jets at the Chargers, 0-9 versus 2-7. and Who do you got? I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. The, <laughs> the Jets, I can't pick them. And although the Chargers, this could be a, one of those games. You know what? Chargers fans, if your team finds a way to lose this game to the Jets, I don't know what you're going to do, And I, but I can't help but feel far, sorry for you if it happens. Yeah, I was about to say, there's no reason the Chargers should lose this game, especially considering how well Herbert has been playing. Questionable haircut, but... He has been playing well. Uh, there's no there's no questionable about that haircut. It's terrible. <laughs> True. Uh, Dolphins at the Denver Broncos. Brandon, who do you got? 
I am going to take Miami. They are on a roll right now that they've now that they've put Tua in and the the defense is playing well. They could end up being at the top of the AFC East, and uh, yeah, that's that, they're a fun team to watch right now. Yeah, I just can't believe it. There's actually two good NFL teams in Florida right now. That's the surprising part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the Dolphins as well. Their defense is playing outstanding. Brian Flores has got that defense locked down. Uh, two is getting better every single week. Uh, and listen, Denver. We don't know what the status is for for Drew Locke at this point, but. Uh, uh, I think for right now, Denver's just so beat up. I think Miami's going to take care of business. Uh, looking at our next game, Dallas at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings coming off that Monday Night Football win, sitting 4-5. and five. Who do you got in this one, Brandon? Yeah, I've been having trouble, Anthony, picking the Minnesota Vikings. I don't have trouble in this game because they're playing Dallas. So, yeah, easy, easy uh, pick here for the Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going to say the Vikings get to 500. They get to 5-5 five and five after such a poor start. Uh, looking at our next game, Packers at the Indianapolis Colts. Record-wise, this game looks good. The question will be, can Indianapolis actually deliver? I think they can. I have them as an upset pick. I have them as an upset pick. Green Bay obviously favored in this game, but I think that Green Bay's due for a loss and up against a tough team like the Colts. I, I think this is where it comes. I'm going to take the Packers in this one here, Brandon. I think Aaron Rodgers plays well. Again, this is going to be a physical test because Green Bay is known all year long that they have been pretty much challenged in the physical department. Indianapolis is very much a physical team. I think this is the last chance Green Bay has to really prove whether or not because if they can't, I think they do become a really early exit in the playoffs once they go up against a physical football team. So I'm going to go with Green Bay here. I think they uh, challenge uh, Indianapolis. I think they grab the win on the road. Sunday night. I like put- Indy with the allowing the fewest yards per game and up against Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think he's he's faced it. I don't think he's faced a test quite like this. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of why I'm leaning Colts on this. Fair enough. Uh, looking at Sunday night football, the Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders. A lot of trash talk already in this game. This feels like this rivalry is renewed now between the Raiders and Chiefs. Who do you got? Well, how would it be if Vegas was able to get two wins over the Chiefs this season? I they then they're you know then they're backing up the trash talk, I suppose. But I think Kansas City wins this one. I I've always said I have trouble picking against this Chiefs team, and even though they you know maybe the Raiders have their number, but uh, I can't. It's it's so hard to pick against Patrick Mahomes. It really is, and I think if the Raiders do win this game, and I'm going to pick the Chiefs here, but if the Raiders do win this, I think this kind of opens up the Super Bowl conversation where the Chiefs are maybe not as much of a lock as everybody thought. Um, But again, I I just don't know if the Raiders are actually going to be able to do it twice in one season to knock off the Kansas City Chiefs, so I'll take the Chiefs along with Brandon. Monday Night Football, the L.A. Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brandon, no question of where I'm going here. I'm obviously going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm hoping we provide a much better showing this time around on primetime than we have in the previous three matchups, uh, but we shall see. Ooh, is this a primetime problem for uh, for Tom Brady and the Bucs? I feel like this is more of a primetime problem for Bruce Arians than anybody. <laughs> Are you giving me a tip here? Because I did have Tampa Bay picked, but you know, if you're saying that they have a problem Again, in, in playing in prime time, and they're going up a, against a defense that's allowing you know under 19 points per game. Uh, I I don't think the Rams are going to put up a 
ton of points on the Bucks, but do I think that they can put up 21 and hold the Bucks to 19? Uh, okay, maybe I'll take the Rams then. Well, here's the thing, Brandon. The L.A. Rams are coming across. They are coming across the country. They're going to be in Tampa. And at the same time, we've seen this before with the Rams offense. When they play tough defenses and defenses that can in particular get after the, the passer, um, they've struggled a little bit this year. Now, again, Aaron Donald is going to be a formidable force for that Buccaneers offense. Um, but at the same time, I, I think this is a huge game for the Tampa Bay defense to show that the New Orleans game was more of a fluke than anything. And that I think the defense can actually get a couple touchdowns in this game against Jared Goff. If Miami could do it, I think Tampa can do it. Well, and that's really the key for getting after, for beating the Rams is getting after Jared Goff. And that was one thing that we saw from the Seahawks that I just, it, they were so ineffective with their blitzes. They were able to get absolutely no pressure on Goff in the first half. I felt like they didn't even really try that much in the first half to get a, a good amount of pressure on him, even though that's, I mean, Every coach knows they're looking at the tape and they're saying, put some pressure on Jared Goff and he is going to crumble. And we saw that with the Dolphins a couple weeks ago. And we just, we've seen it so many times in their losses. I, I would like Tampa Bay. I, again, I initially had Tampa Bay picked because I do think they have the defense to do that. But uh, what, based on what you said, it has me thinking toss up and I think I need to get a game on you. So I guess I'll, I'll pick these Rams. <laughs> You're making up for the Buffalo game, aren't you? I yeah well you know I'm also making up for it because who did Tampa play last week? Carolina. Yeah, and I picked Carolina out of spite there too, and so now I'm chasing. And whenever <laughs> I'm in this situation, it uh, it's bad for me, and I end up getting farther behind. So uh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I mean, I'm I'm not sure if it's really a prime time problem, but. I really hope it's not because obviously, like I said, it's, it's tough to see until Tampa actually plays well in a primetime game because they didn't play well against Chicago. They didn't play well against the Giants. And obviously we know what happened on Sunday night football against the Saints. So I don't know if this is a trend, but if, if they play poorly, I have to think that's a trend at that point on Monday night football if they play poorly. I don't even know who I want to win this game from a Seahawks perspective because if Tampa loses, then obviously that helps, you know, potentially in seeding. And the Rams are playing so many difficult matchups coming up that I think they're going to start to lose some games, especially now Andrew Whitworth out. I think it's going to be a lot easier to get to Jared Goff. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of at a toss up here, but because if the Rams lose, then obviously it's going to be kind of down more toward the, the Seahawks and Cardinals than for the division. So I guess I can be happy either way. Does it depend on the result tonight? If you beat the Cardinals, then you can look at the Bucks and say, go Bucks," or uh, if they, the, the, does the result tonight matter? Ooh, I don't know if it does, because I do think that the Rams, again, the, because their schedule is so difficult, say they can beat the Bucks. I think they're going to end up running into some really tough teams here in the next few weeks. And so I, I do kind of, I'm, I'm leaning toward this being better for the Seahawks if the Rams can get this win. My feature guest is Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, if they want to catch the latest episodes of the podcast, how can they do it? Yeah, new episode up at SeahawkersPodcast.com. You can go to the website there, subscribe to the show, get them in your podcast feed every week. And uh, Field Goals, SBNation.com slash NFL podcast to subscribe to that one. And we'll be doing a post-game show right after the game. Brandon, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insight, as always. Uh, have yourself a great rest of your night. Enjoy the game. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Always enjoy it, Anthony. Go Hawks.